Welcome everyone to the Potential Awaits podcast. My name is Sue Wedsworth, your host, coach, and professor that founded Worth Results to help people maximize their potential and achieve what they want out of life. Today, we're starting with our first Live Boldly interview with an inspiring young business professional, Prathna Sabapathy. So put away all your distractions and focus on today's lesson. I'm very excited for you to listen to this because this podcast class is now in session. Today, we're bringing in an interview, not in person, but on Zoom. And I'm very excited for you to hear my interview with Prathna. Prathna and I have just been friends for actually not very long, but I was really impressed with her background and her experience and I thought I would share this with you. So I hope you enjoy. All right, welcome back everybody. Today, this is such a special treat for me. I have got Prathna Sabathi. Did I, I did probably just butchered your name, didn't I? Prathna Sabapathy. that's it. Prathna Sabapathy. did I get it right? Finally? Absolutely, you did. All right, Absolutely. yay. Hey, it's only been like a dozen times that I've been practicing your name. All right. Well, thank you so much, Prathna, for joining us today on Potential Awaits podcast. I'm very, very excited. Um, just a little bit of history with me and Prathna. We came connected through Business Networking International, our networking group that we are a part of. And we just clicked off, uh, just clicked right away. We had similar backgrounds. We worked in the bank for a period of time. We've got great energy and we just came together. And when I learned about her background, the things that she went through, given our Living Boldly series that we're talking about, I'm like, my God, my listeners have to listen to her. So thank you so much for coming out. And I really appreciate your time. Sue, what a joy. I'm really humbled to be having this conversation with you. You know that I really think highly of you and everything that we talk about I always walk away with a new perspective so I really appreciate the opportunity oh awesome well thank you that thanks for the plug too because that, <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> only truth only truth <laughs> all right so I'm just going to ask a series of questions we'll have a conversation and and I'm hoping and I'm, I'm expecting that uh what you say is going to probably be the be very inspirational for a lot of my listeners so I'm very excited so you immigrated to Canada when you were very, very young. And I know with your experience and what happened, not only did you struggle with new languages, my goodness, it was a new country, going into new school, everything. You know, what did you learn by going through that horrific change? It's a great question and I often reflect on it. And I think um, Canada offers so much potential right and a lot of it uh is i think it's incumbent on us in terms of how we want to integrate and how we want to see ourselves move forward i would say what i've learned is adaptability is everything right uh open-mindedness and being able to kind of integrate yourself and make the effort because you are part of uh, something bigger and the way we learn the way we execute has to be in a form of learning and always trying to get better yeah, no, absolutely. You know, certainly adaptability is really, really big, but it must have been such a huge change for you. I mean, how did you, when you were first told that you were moving to Canada, what, what was your reaction? 
It's funny when, because um, I grew up in Kenya, that was my early uh, childhood, and that's uh, off the east coast of Africa, so very uh, equator, very beautiful, and we were under the British uh, schooling, and so when my, my parents made the decision to make the move to the Americas, we were quite excited, but with that, it was like, wow, you know, um, I, I know I'll look different, and I know that the way I speak, the way I think, that's going to be different too. And back in those days, again, the internet wasn't a thing. I, <laughs> even as as a as a child, you couldn't do a lot of research. You could only kind of get it through like movies or stories or within or your, your community of people, right? Yeah, exactly. I, I, and I remember, you know, when when the news came that my parents were thinking it was going to be a toss up between Canada or Australia, right? My 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 dad won the bet, so he, uh, it was Canada for him. For my mom, it was Australia. Oh, so wow. I was like, you know, you know, if we go there, you're going to owe me one da- um, down the road. So when we came and all the stories, my my dad is an engineer by trade, so when and we're expats back home, he would travel quite a bit. Uh, to different countries for projects uh, he, he had a uh, he, he had large accountabilities but he would always uh, tell us stories when we were young you know the kind of people he met what people look like in in europe right and then how people look like in asia or how we were in africa so very different the way we were um so i think for me i was excited because of all the stories that we had gathered but then for me, I'm like, oh, when you come to the Americas, right? It's like blonde hair, blue eyes. So I was really, I think as a child, I was really excited to see what that looks like because oh, I'll, I'll be like a part of my own movie looking at individuals who have that. I have like dark hair, brown eyes. I'm like, okay, this is going to be more exotic people. So I think the excitement was there, but there was also all that nervousness. I joke about it now, but it's like, like how would people view me as well, right? Yeah. So I think excitement bundled up with uh, anxiousness, right? But I think that's just part of growing up. Oh, you know what? I love the fact that your first thing that you said was excited. And I think a lot of people forget with go for the excitement and and try and squash a lot of the fear. And 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 I, and I appreciate you didn't have much choice. I mean, you were going with your parents, right? So you're going <laughs> one way or the other. But I like the fact, though, that that, you know, you remember it as being at least exciting. So moving forward a decade or so, um, you went into banking, as I did, and you had a very, very good career in that industry. What was your driving force to be so successful? Um, and so you know me very well, uh, I, I, and, and I I, uh, I keep things very close. I'm not always, as much as I am a transparent individual, there's certain things that I, I'm very private about, and I don't often talk about this. Remember when uh, I was kind of going into the uh, the banking and the finance field, I was really ambitious because I had this, you know, like a stellar BBA degree. I'm like, I want to change the world. Many of us have that when we're in our 20s, right? I remember uh, in uh, in one of my um, conversations, my my boss at that time, and I was I really looked up to her. She was very articulate. She executed really well. Um, I did a really good job in covering the team together. And and I had mentioned to her, I said, you know, I, I really admire how you do this. I have so much to learn from you, and I really hope that at some point in my life that. Um, I can achieve things that you have done, right? And I remember, because I was uh, fresh out of school, freshly minted um, as an account manager at that point in time, like relationship management. And I was looking over like a high portfolio, like a high net worth portfolio. And she had mentioned to me, you know, she was point blank. She goes, I don't think you're um, you're made up to 
be here for a long time. You just don't have what it takes to be successful um, in banking. And wow. I remember like just being in my early 20s, when you have that conversation where you're kind of putting your heart on the line because you're ambitious, you want to have those drives, Absolutely. that somebody would would squash that at the get-go. I'm thinking, wow, you just hired me on your team. Are you telling me I was just kind of a filler within your team and not a token hire right and, and yeah. so you have questions right and and that can take a uh, it can take a blow right and mm-hmm. so um, I remember coming home and I used to work uh, just outside of uh, Cambridge at that point in time and I remember just coming home my, I didn't talk to my parents I was living at home at that time and I slept I came home at six o'clock I woke up at one o'clock and my mom said well that's not I like you you're very high energy what happened I said mom I chose a career where I'm going to be a total failure, right? Oh, man. And, and so the advice that she always gave me was she was like, you know what? Let not others define your path or success, right? Mm-hmm. So that in itself, I think I, I kind of channeled through it. And I said, you know what? It is what it is. Let's see. If it's not meant to be, then we'll have to make those decisions. But at that 20-odd years old, I'm thinking, you know what? Uh, I've got to look at things a little bit differently. And it was a great lesson to learn because I think that kind of kept me uh, going and kind of learning and getting better and just more of, of, of a um, kind of, hey, you're here today, but at least I'm better than yesterday kind of mentality. So continuing with that learning, that learning drive, but I, I appreciate the fact too that while that was an initial squash, um, you sort of said, you know what? I'm not going to let that define me. I'm not going to let that bring me down. And, you know, for one of a better word, you use that to show her what you were made of. Right. I, absolutely. And, but thanks to my mom, but I also see if I was in a different frame of mind, if it was just myself reflecting, I may have made this a different decisions. Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. And you know what, we can always contemplate what they would have been, if we had, but I'm glad you didn't. So from there, after conquering the banking world, you said, hey, you know what? Let's try the not-for-profit industry. <laughs> how did your drive that you had in banking, how did that carry over for not-for-profit? Great questions. And, and, and you know, um, this was a, a question that gave me pause when when you uh, kind of asked me that earlier. Um, I would say for myself, again, being a first-generation um, individual here, we're starting from nothing, right? And so the learnings from banking and finance kind of fueled my passion for the non for profit world in the sense that, again, the learnings are the similar. You're, you're working with uh, with individuals, but now you're, you're behind a cause, right? Mm-hmm. But you're also coming uh, from a place of passion and care. The only have-nots that you, uh, that you face in the non-for-profit so you don't have deeper pockets, right? You may not have the technology, the infrastructure. So those pieces were a a huge learning piece, but the other fundamentals kind of being surrounded by um, enthusiasm and passion and individuals who've been doing it for years kind of really fueled that growth for me. Whether it's banking or not-for-profit, it looks like you, you looked at the people and you looked at the energy that they had and, you know, you learned from them and that helped with your success in, in both different types of industries, right? 
100%. And then yeah. sometimes, but I'm sometimes asked, you know, why, why did you make that transition? And what was that trigger? And, and I, 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 I share that, but I, I don't wholly share that openly, because again, there were challenges um, in my life at that point, again, as you can appreciate, in the banking world, you're working towards a time on post, and then what, what you want to grow, grow into. And I found that I was at a spot where I was very clear on what I wanted to do on my next three to five year plan. And those conversations transpired, but then the carrot or that goal kept on stretching further out. Nice. And so I'm like, well, so I'm like, okay, well, if that's the case, and if I can't work through it here, because I was very passionate about CSR or risk management, I'm like, that's not going to happen. But mm-hmm. I need to find different venues to kind of fulfill that goal while giving back. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I like the fact that you had that goal to get to those three to five year goals, but also now the giving back and that extra value add that you brought in from a fulfillment standpoint, which is wonderful. So after all that, you decided to start up your own business, family business that you took over. So maybe it's not fair on a family reactionary perspective, but what was your family's reaction? What was your friend's reaction? to you giving up the security of a paycheck and saying, I'm going to start up a business and you're going to start up a business with your husband. It's always one of those things when you think you're like, okay, you know, maybe because I was younger and uh, you just make, you take risks without really flushing through all the, all the risks. But a lot of it uh, was driven by two factors. Um, My, our family, at least my dad's side, comes from a series of very successful entrepreneurs, right? And um, watching them grow, again, it's a family business. Mom and dad kind of started it out holistically. Again, it comes from their heart and they wanted to make a difference. So growing up in that sort of like a family framework, it was something that I felt that I, I needed to be a part of. I just didn't know from a timing perspective, I wasn't clear on that. But then gathering some of the knowledge and the experience, it's like, you know, why don't we try our hand in this? And just to be clear, like with, with our family, my, my parents have their independent uh, business. My husband and I, we started our own, but it's such a mirror image of one another that we're able to kind of collaborate on so many fronts and kind of maintain quality. So so that was, that's, that's been exciting. And to your point about the reaction, it's funny. My dad is a very, very nice guy, but he could be very unreadable. Um, and so mm-hmm. when what I had approached him and said, I'm thinking about this, right? And he's, he's a man of few words, not very complimentary. So you, you have my degrees, you have your experiences. And I said, I'm thinking about this. And I'm thinking about with with my husband, what do you think? He said, I think you should try it. I think, I feel that you could make a difference. And that's all he said. And I'm wow. like, oh, right? I'm like, oh, and I looked over, over at my mom because it was just a, uh, more of a dinner table conversation. And she didn't say anything. So I just let that be. And I haven't really looked back on that. But what's exciting for myself, I would say it's funny because we have, uh, it's very male dominated because we're South Asian culture, right? So uh, being the first woman in the family, owning a business is definitely a milestone. There's, there's still a lot more journey to uh, to take on, a lot more to do, right? So so to me, that's the exciting part. It's like, okay, there's experience and there's views, but how can I integrate all that and also kind of make it my own, of course, with mm-hmm. my husband, right? And then yeah. I take it from there. Was there a point in time after you started your business that, or, or many, maybe many times that you thought, 
I, you know what, this just isn't worth it. Or um, I, I'm not even sure about this. Did that ever happen? And if it did, how did you get past those thoughts? So as, as, as business women, right? Don't we have that? Do you have, don't you have those thoughts? Because I know you execute seamlessly and professional. You carry yourself with confidence, right? But aren't there moments where you question your confidence? It happens. But, but how, you know, I, I know how I get by it. How do you get by it? Um, it's, I keep it very simple. Uh, it, it, it's why am I doing this, right? And um, what is it that we, we want to create? Again, it, it's definitely a long-term vision, right? And you can't realize it over three months or six months. And look at what, has, what COVID has done for us. It's changed the landscape how we do things, right? So yeah. kind of having the sight of like, you know, it's a long runway. Certain, certain decisions have to be made within a defined period of time, absolutely. So coming back to the why we're doing this um, and why we want to um, be a community contributor, I think that's what excites me and we'll have to see what the future holds. Oh, that's beautiful. You know what? Your why is so important and that really will fuel past any lapses of confidence. So it's great. Very well put. Yeah. (laughs) So one of your passions, as you've talked about the community, is is the development of women in leadership roles. So outside of of obviously you being a woman and and moving towards leadership positions, what made you get involved in that? And, And how does that passion inspire you to help women every day? You know, it's funny because um, I would say, uh, again, uh, life is, isn't is linear, right? So having a very non-linear background from a career perspective or even the way I've executed, I would say for me, the passion came, it was it was very apparent for me from, from the get-go is when I entered the workforce, right? Our work environment isn't always conducive to how we, I would say women or women plus, because even how we, we can associate ourselves um, within the demographic, is that it wasn't always conducive to us in terms of learning the successful mentorship programs, right? So mm-hmm. yes, the, uh, there, was a, there, was, uh, there was an awesome opportunity of how can we maybe do this better? So at that time, I identified it, but I didn't know how to go about it. But then as I grew into years of experience, it's okay. I started being part of boards. I started being part of uh, non-for-profits where I could kind of help influence or help uh, work with individuals who can make those decisions and kind of start right-sizing. And so that became a very core focus as I started moving through life. And then coming back to our business, it's like, you know what? Uh, Diversity is so important, right? I think every Mm. view matters, every opinion uh, matters, every voice matters. So it's like, how do we, how do we be inclusive? So I think the journey started early on in the, um, in in my career. Uh, I would say in the last three years, it's been uh, a portfolio that I've undertaken with my husband is like, we just need to be able to right size this because uh, as, as a woman, whether it be an entrepreneur or a professional, we execute differently. We Think yeah. differently, right? Yes. So, yeah. so, so that that conversation, that touch point, also needs to be reflective of that because it can't be one size kind of fits all. So that's that's the lens I'm I'm I want to fulfill and if I'm successful. Uh, but again, uh, more work to be done. But really excited that uh, it's an important conversation, and I would love uh, for us to kind of see collectively how we can get there. 
Oh no, that's awesome. And you know, it's, it's, it's great that you, well, I mean, it's unfortunate that you saw a gap, but it's great that not only you saw the gap, but you said, what can I do to help fill that, that need, which is, which is very, very inspiring. So with that, lastly, if you could provide one piece of advice to women in business or even in the workforce, what would you say to them? Two, if I may, if that's okay. Absolutely. Um, you get two. <laughs> um, very, very simple. I think, I feel like, you know, uh, we need to be able to bet on ourselves, right? Be able to take a risk because it, you won't know until you try. We're going to fall a hundred times. We're going to be successful one, one time. I think that's okay. Surround yourself so that you have the support that you can kind of absorb into, right? That's not, that absolutely, I think it's, it's, it's a crucial foundational and an ongoing process. But secondly, really take the time to invest in yourself, whatever that may look like, whether it be education, right? Ongoing learnings, whether it be uh, mentally, physically, right? Or kind of uh, being able to take on projects that's going to really help you grow and inspire, right? Because let's be honest, how we were thinking when we were in our teens, to uh, in our late 20s to our 30s, we have become a different version of ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. And so by taking that time to really uh, invest in ourselves and learn a different way that's going to kind of keep our value systems intact, which can, of course, uh, evolve, I think it's, it's really, it's, it's really, really fundamental. Awesome. So to recap, remember your why, take the risk, invest in yourself, have the support system. That's basically the key messages that I'm getting from you to help people live boldly. And thank you so much, Prathness, for spending time with us today. We certainly really appreciate it. And of course, all the best with your business and your own personal development. So that's it, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. I know there's a lot of choices out there and I am so happy you spent your time with us today. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a lesson. If you want to talk about your own story and be interviewed like Prathna or have a specific question to be answered next time, head over to worthresults.com and connect with me. I would love to hear from you. See you next time.